0: Seder Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of Joseph Saka. We are concluding and being somet gula Tfila right before the Amida to connect and create that bond between gula gal yisrael and the beginning of Tfila. Why is one promised muftach Why is one promised entrance into the world to come? Why does the Gemara say one who is somet gula Tfilah is protected from harm all day? We discussed the inside of the Gra, the inside of Revolba. I'll tell you one more the Yaros Dvash, Rabbi Yannis and Eibschitz. He says the reason is ge'ula if a person connects Ge'ula to tfila, we're not talking about the physical Ge'ula. We're not talking about physical freedom or liberty. We're not talking about physical redemption. When we talk about Ge'ula, we mean what was the reason Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim? He didn't redeem us to become some secular political entity to give us physical freedom. He took us out to go from Avadim of Paro to be Avadim, to serve and to be on a mission to serve Him. So the geula is an existential geula. The geula is a definitional, the geula was a transformation in our character, in our personality, in our service of Hashem, to see ourselves, our core identity, to be of service to Him, to follow His Torah Akadosha. When a person taps into the geula, not just the physical, the physical liberty of the fact that Hashem physically redeemed us, that we have a history of His answering our tfilos, and therefore He's the right address for our future tfilos. but rather when a person focuses on the spiritual geula and then takes that, takes that identity, takes that transformation, takes that reminder of who we are and what we're meant to be and tfilah now pours that into a connection with Him to submit and surrender to Hashem, then your muvtach that you're a ben olam haba. Rabbi Yonatan says if you understand this way, then you understand Chaza, we're not promising you that if you're somach gul Tfila, no harm can come to you. We know sadly there are many people who daven beautifully with a lot of kavanah, who are somach gul al in the morning, and unfortunately, tragically, harm comes to them during the day. So what does it mean? What is that promise? Says Rabbi Yenis and Eibshitz, mitzvah goreris mitzvah. The promise is not to be protected from physical harm, it means spiritually, if you get the day started right, spiritually, if we focus and tune in on what real gu'ula is, and then we channel and manifest that in a heartfelt fila, then mitzvah goreras mitzvah. That will accumulate. That is something that will grow. And therefore, we're promised not to be protected from a physical harm, but from a spiritual. So we're talking about the halach. You're not allowed to be mafsik. You're not allowed to have any interruption between gu'ula and tefillah. What is the sheer, What is the measure? You shouldn't wait. According to the Bura, the amount of time it takes to say, Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Umari, according to the Chadash, a little bit longer than that. What about answering Amein after Ga'al Yisrael? So the Shulchan Arach, Semekuf Yeralef writes, Tzarek Lismoch You have to create a connection, a bond. Don't wait, and don't create an interruption with time, even silence. And don't interrupt with a response. Afilo Amein Achar Ga'al Yisrael, says the machar, Machaber. you can't even answer Amen to the Baruch of G-d Yisrael. It's not the time to introduce Tehillim. Don't start uttering or reciting any other tefillah. You say Ga Yisrael immediately, three steps forward, and the Amida. The Ramah disagrees. The Ramah says it is permissible, and that is the Ashkenazi practice. So here we have a fundamental machlokas. Sfarim are strict not to answer Amein after the Chazan's bracha Gal Yisrael. Ashkenazim the Ramah says there's no problem. Amein is an extension of the theme of the bracha of Geula. It does not detract or take away. It's not an interruption between Geula and Tefillah. What about any other interruption? You finish Gal Yisrael and from the neighboring Minyan, you're at the Kotel, you're in the Shtibel, you hear Kaddish, you hear Kedusha. you hear Barchu Can you answer and interrupt? Here the Ashkenazim and Sfarim, and Ramah both agree. You may not. Once you say God Yisrael, can't accept to get an Aliyah, can't answer Kaddish Kaddish HaUbarchu. You have to be some at atfila and begin the Amida immediately. So is it that simple? We paskin an-, uh, don't answer Amein, and Ashkenazim do answer Amein. It's not so simple because even the Ashkenazi position has tried to fulfill according to all the opinions we spoke about, it, and we have a similar halacha at the end of Avaraba. The bracha right before Shema, where we have a similar machokas, machah can you or can't you answer amen, and the suggestion is put forth. Not there, but here with Gal Yisrael. The suggestion is endorsed by Rav Chaim, Rav Chaim Kanievsky and by others, Riva Ephraim, who say, let the chazin very quietly say Gal Yisrael. So in many shuls, you'll hear the Chazan taper off. The Chazan, who boldly and proudly and loudly has been leading the whole tefillah, and will resume that decimal level for Hazar's Shatz. all of a sudden the chazan loses his voice for the bracha of Gah Yisrael. Bracha to Hashem. Silence. Quiet. What happened to the Gah Yisrael? So some suggest, Chaim Kanevsky writes, it's a beautiful minag, that that's a way to fulfill both. You're not presented with the problem of whether to answer amen or not because the bracha is not being recited. However, many object. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Zaman Arbach, Rav Yashov, Rav Chaim Pinchas all object, and they disagree. They disagree. You should not say it quietly. They say, first of all, we don't find the solution any earlier. No earlier post-game endorse a practice to not be the chazan. The chazan is meant to recite the brachas out loud. In fact, Rav Henkin writes that the chazan's role is to say the brachas for those who can't or don't know it on their own. So for the chazan to go quiet, to go silent... What if there's someone there? Today we have a sitter. But before there was the sitter, if the chazan went silent on Gah Yisrael, a person there didn't know how to make that bracha, we failed that individual. So if Henkin, perhaps the strongest, the most vociferous argues, the chazan should not be quiet for the bracha of Gah Yisrael, that that is in fact an improper practice. So what might be another, another suggestion how to fulfill all opinions? And here the Bura brings this down, and this is the same suggestion before Shema, to wait before the bracha. You may get a little bit ahead of the chazan when you stand up. You can get a little bit ahead of the chazan, but at the bracha, stop and wait. And if you recite the bracha simultaneous to the chazan, can't answer a main to your own bracha. So the way out for the chazan to say Gah Yisrael out loud and simultaneously not be confronted with the challenge, question of whether to answer a main or not, it's to simply synchronize to time your Gal Yisrael, your Bracha, with the Chazen, and you're able to avoid the issue or you're able to fulfill all opinions. To be clear for Ashkenazim, there's no, re- there's no um, requirement to fulfill all opinions. You can boldly answer Amen after Gal Yisrael. You can answer Amen. In fact, those who do answer Amen before Shema, do so often loudly, so everyone knows that they know the halacha for Ashkenazim, which is that you're allowed to answer amen before Shema. You could answer amen, Gal Yisrael, but a person who wants to fulfill both, there is this custom and it is quoted by Poskim, and that's why at the Book synagogue, guide for the chazim, laminated and placed somewhere, hopefully, in this room, it does uh, say and instructs the chazim to make the bracha Ga Yisrael out loud. That is our practice, seems to be the pra- practice.